everyone, and welcome to another Fiber New podcast. On this episode, we sat down with Brian Marks of Fiber New North Raleigh Wake Forest in North Carolina. At the release of this podcast, Brian has nearly 100 Google reviews on his profile, and those are all five-star reviews, by the way. Very, very impressive. Now, the reason we wanted to take time to talk to Brian and release this podcast is to talk about the importance of Google reviews. They're very much like the custodian of trust in this day and age. Needless to say, it's social proof, it's feedback from previous customers, and those are both worth their weight in gold and then some. We all do it before we're about to book a hotel or eat at a restaurant or hire a plumber. We hop online to read reviews from previous customers and get a gauge of their experience, results, and feedback on that particular business. So if Joe, Mary, Sue, and Greg all had a good experience from the Acne XYZ company, chances are that we will too. Here's my money. Sign me up. It's no different in our business. And because of that, we have to ask for Google reviews and build our trust factor for all potential customers to see. This is not just for retail or consumer-based customers who are gonna find us on a Google search, but also for commercial or account-based customers as well. An RV dealership or a car dealership or a furniture store is very likely to hop online and research your particular business before awarding you work. So the more feedback you have online, the more you can prove that you're a professional and you take care of customers, the more you're going to be awarded work. Brian and I talked about a lot of great things in this podcast. We hope you enjoy and can glean some key takeaways to apply to your own business. Thanks a lot, everyone. Cheers. I have the pleasure of sitting down with Mr. Brian Marks live and in person. Uh, he came up for the workshop here in Calgary. And, you know, normally we do these over the phone, but this is a, a rare opportunity to actually sit down face to face. So thanks a lot for doing this. It's my pleasure too, Jesse. Awesome. Right on. So... You're someone today even that we showcased as someone who receives a lot of customer reviews primarily on Google, but I know you have a very strong internet presence. But for the purposes of this podcast, we wanted to talk about your review collecting process and and just narrow down that in terms of how you do it, uh, what it means to your business, you know, some of the positive effects that you've you've seen because of it. So today, I think you're at 83 reviews. I believe that's correct. Oh, okay, all right. But I know you have a goal of 100 mm-hmm. before we know it, right? So by the end of the year. By the end of the year, at okay. The latest, yes. Okay. So I, I have no doubt you'll reach that. But even where you are now at 83 reviews, let's break that down. How how do you collect them? How have you accumulated those over the past few years? Can you step us through what's been working for you? I find what works best is that. When I see the joy on a customer's face, I will, I will make it a point to ask for a review, to slip that question in within the minute or two after they're they're on their high. Right. The high meaning they're they're smiling, they're happy, they're they forgot about how much you're charging. They're on cloud nine. <laughs> they they are just blown away by the results that you've delivered. Yeah. And you want to you want to ride that high with them, but you also want them to deliver something back to you, which is the review, because on the internet, reputation is everything. Absolutely. Okay. So as a general practice, you always ask in person at that moment if you see that look on their face. Always, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. And is that generally every time for you, or are there some where you're just feeling like, you know what, I, I don't know if I'm going to even ask, or do you, I guess my question is, do you have to feel that out to a certain degree? You do somewhat, and we all have 
we all have jobs that we agree to do that we know are going to come out less than perfect. Yeah. But the client wants you to do the job anyway. Mm-hmm. And in in those circumstances, even some of those, I will still ask for a review because I know that I've delivered at or better than what they've asked for, even though I may not be pleased with that as a repair in my own car or my own couch. Okay. They're happy. If they're happy, it doesn't matter that you made a, a repair that's 50% better. <clears throat> you may consider that a failure. I may consider that a failure. Right. Because I, I want to get to 90% or 95%. But to them, they're happy. save them... You've you've gotten them another year or two out of their car seat or their couch or whatever it is. Yeah. So if you see they're happy and you know they're happy with how you've treated them, how quickly you responded to them, all of the aspects of how you've scheduled it and done the job, then you should ask for the review. Absolutely. One other thing I forgot to mention in the setup is you have a pristine five-star rating at 83. So congrats on that. Thank you. That obviously points back to your customer service cycle and everything you do in terms of setting that expectation to your follow through, um, obviously you're pricing everything. So just want to commend you on that. Thank you. That's really impressive. Thank you. I've worked hard at it and I I don't always succeed and not everybody is five-star happy, or at least I feel that may not be the case, but I, I do feel it's pretty consistent that if I qualify them correctly and tell them what to expect and especially what not to expect, and be very honest, and if it's something that I don't think is going to turn out well, I can tell them, look, I can make that look good when I leave, but it may fall apart within a week, and I don't feel comfortable taking you your $175 and walking away and not being able to offer a warranty. Even if you agree to it, I'm just not going to do it. They appreciate the honesty. To me, I would rather walk away from dollars and build my reputation rather than try to get every last job. That's right. Yeah, we, we talked about that today, the, the integrity piece of, of our business, and that's what we're touching on right there. I mean, it's it's fairly important. So let's go back to that moment when you see that cloud nine look on a, on a customer's face. What exactly do you say in that moment? Or how do you approach the review? A lot, of, a lot of times how it goes down is I'll ask them, you know, hey, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so, would you like to come out and take a peek before I and gather all my tools up and see if you find anything that you might be unhappy with. And they come out and, oh my gosh, I can't see where you repaired the whatever. Okay, good, that's what I was aiming for. (laughs) Is it as good as you were hoping for? Oh no, it's much better. Okay, good. Well, hopefully uh, you'll feel confident enough to leave me a review. I would love to hear your honest feedback. Okay. If you're not five-star happy, I would like to know why right now so that I can fix it immediately. Okay. But if you are, I would very much appreciate a review because as you know, I'm a single man business and I live and die by reviews. Okay. If I get bad reviews, my business dies. If I get good reviews, my business grows. Of course. If you're happy, I would appreciate you helping other people to learn about me by leaving a review. Good for you. What I like about that is that you are controlling the process and, and you asked if there's something you don't like, tell me now, let's, let's address it now. Because we've heard it before where a franchise partner will wrap a job up, collect the payment, go home, and then in a day or two, there's a bad review that goes online. And they're going, they never even told me that they were unhappy. So I think by you addressing it right on the spot before you even leave the home or the the place where you did the work, you're giving them an opportunity right then and there. And then from there, if they are happy, which more times than not they are, prompt them to, to go into Google. Makes total sense. Yes, yeah. and furthermore, 
I, I'm horrified by getting a callback. Okay. I've been doing this for three years, and I've gotten, I think, two callbacks. Wow. Total. Good for you. One of them was the color was literally 3% off under certain lighting conditions <laughs> because the job was done in a dark, dimly lit garage in the middle of winter, and it was a, a difficult red, and it looked fine inside with my headlamp and right. my lamp and everything. He got it outside in spring mm. and said, oh, when I'm looking at it at a certain angle, when the sun's up here... I can kind of see a little shadow. <laughs> I said, no problem. Bring it back. I'll spend as long as I need to get it perfect for you. Okay. And I don't remember what the other one was, but I immediately addressed those. But I would rather address them on site because then you don't have to make a trip back. And Absolutely. That. Absolutely. So. Okay. So just before we hit the record button, you and I were looking at a car that we're going to leave behind. So this, this is something new for franchise partners that um, is a prompt for the customer to leave a review. Um, having not had that at your disposal up until this point, when you do the ask, and I know going forward you'll have this card to leave behind, but when you do the ask, um, you know, is there kind of a time frame that you expect something to come back? Or, uh, you know, if they do it within 24 hours, are the chances greater? Do they drop off after 48 hours? Is, is there kind of a time frame? In my first year or two, I thought there was, but... As I go along further, I'm finding there isn't because people get busy. Yeah. They're, everybody's busy. Everybody has kids and jobs and families and things to deal with. So yeah. typically when I do a job for somebody, it's at their home. They may have a, an appointment after or they might be have they might have swung home for me to do the job and then they're going to go back to work. Right. They're back into their daily routine before they even leave the, the parking lot. So they're not necessarily concerned as I am with my review. They're, they're concerned that I did the job. It yeah. looks great. And I, they moved on. I've checked that thing off my list and I'm <laughs> yeah. done here. Yeah. So I find if I do a gentle reminder or maybe ask how are things going after a few days, hey, is your, is your car seat still comfortable and everything looks still look good? You know, okay. it's holding up for you. Mm-hmm. Are you still happy? Yeah. I don't ask for a review, but I ask how, they're, how things are going if they're still happy with the job okay. and leave it at that. And typically... A lot of times they'll either not answer at all, which means that I don't want any further interaction with you and then I don't bother them again. Or they say, oh, yeah, everything's great. Uh, I, I, I realize now that you asked me for a review and I, I totally forgot about that. I'm going to get to it on Saturday when I have some more time. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Okay. And then either they'll do it or they won't. Right. And I may, if the person was really friendly, and you have to feel this out, but if, the, if we have a good rapport, and I generally have a good rapport with my clients, I chat them up and just be friendly, be a human being and be friendly. Typically, they'll make a good effort to do it and won't, won't, won't mind another reminder, just one. But I try not to make too many. That one's borderline? Yeah, yeah. it, it okay. can be. Okay. That's more of a feel it out sort of thing. So is that, I think, did we talk about the end of the week follow-up process or is it kind of within 48 hours or like is there a time window um i don't have a specific hardcore schedule or yeah okay or reminder on my to-do list excuse me when i think about it when i happen to think about it i might a review might come in from something that i did a few days ago and that reminds me oh i wonder about the other two (laughs) that said they were going to leave a review and they didn't so but generally at least once every week or two i'll try to look back at my schedule for the past week or so and feel through which which of those should I really expect a review from. Maybe something I went over and above or the result came out better than they expected or that they were just so happy yeah. that they wanted to move the world for me and then never left a review. Okay. 
So I'll, okay. I'll ask them again. That's cool. And the link you're providing them right to your Google profile from there. Like when you do that follow up or oftentimes if I'm asking in person, I will say, just go to Google and search for fiber new Raleigh. Okay. And when you see my rating come up, click on it and it'll ask you to leave a review. If it's in text or an email, I will say, Hey, I can send you the link directly if you need to, or the link is below to make it easy for you. And I'll send them the direct link that takes you to the writer review page, which you provided. Got it. Yeah. How has, what's been the effect of these reviews for you, you know, in, in your conversations with potential clients? I know you sometimes will point them back to check out your, your reputation online. Do you want to just step us through some of the things you say and talk about in that scenario? Yes. In my previous business, selling auto parts on the web and starting early on, we didn't have any major competitors, any competitors at all. But we built up a strong reputation so that when competitors started to come along, we already had a superior reputation. So I learned from that business that having the reputation is more important than having lots of money, lots of business, or anything else. If you want to really get a strong, firm grip on your business and be the best at what you do, you have to have a good reputation above all else. So I knew going into Fiber knew that that was going to be important. So I early on started grooming my presence online with the, with the knowledge that in the future, year, two, three down the road, it would grow into something special. So now that it has, I use that as a reference point when I can tell the people are on the fence about something. Okay. I'm getting some offers or I'll talk to my wife or my husband. I'll say, by the way, did you happen to notice my, my Google rating? And have you seen my online photos? Because a lot of Surprisingly, a lot of people will call or text or email without having even looking. never seen a photo. Okay. So right. they have no idea what to expect. Okay. You, you know this happens because people say, oh, can you fix a, a tear in leather? <laughs> Clearly, you haven't been to the website. <laughs> yes, I can. Okay. Go check out. I, I, and I, I sometimes leave it at, in a more generic state. I'll say, I encourage you to research me thoroughly online. Instead of specifically saying, go look at my Google reviews, okay. say, I have a good reputation everywhere online. Okay. So whatever platform you want to research me on, or even if you want to research me on a platform that I'm not really present on, go do that. Right. And do that with, with my competitors before you make a choice. Perfect. And then you, you decide. I like that. Yeah. We were talking about it today at the workshop as well, that not only for situations like this, um, but even doing sales calls... If you go into a dealership or you know a medical clinic or a furniture store, you do your introduction, you maybe leave a rack card or a business card behind. What do you think they're going to do as soon as you close the door? They're going to they're going to research you. you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the 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 better your reputation online, the more you've groomed that. That obviously helps you in, in that scenario as well. I would think so. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Especially if you're unknown to them, and they have to make a decision, and they're 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 saying okay. He came in here and told me that he can do this thing, which I didn't know existed in the first place. Now that I know, I wonder if there's anybody better. Right. So let me go check that out. Yeah. Oh, I see there's another guy. In, oh, there's two other guys in town. And Oh, but they, you know, Fiber News got an, a huge rating, all five stars. This guy's got an okay rating, but he only has 20 feedbacks. And this other guy's got a three and a half star. 
So who are you going to call? Exactly. Right? Yeah. And we all do it as consumers, whether it's a restaurant or a hotel or whatever. I mean, that social proof is, is really important. So this one is a question for you. And it's, it's one I've been wondering about with such a good rating online when people are price shopping. So maybe back to that, that woman who had to get three quotes. Do you think having a really good reputation online takes some of the price negotiation out of, out of factor to a certain degree in that they know they're dealing with someone who's really good. They may be a little more willing to pay for that exceptional service that so many other people have experienced. Have you, have you found anything along those lines or? Yes and no. Okay. It depends on what they're asking me to do. Okay. So if someone's hiring me to do a thousand dollar couch restoration and the competitor is $700, yes, it's a lot more money, but the reputation matters a lot more because it's very important. It's in my living room. I have my friends come over, right. my family, they sit on it. Do I really want to cheap out over 300 bucks and have a poor job done that's going to have to be redone later? Right. Versus someone who's got a tear in a car seat and the car is, is 16 years old and it's worth like $1,200 retail. Yeah. Regardless of how good I am, Doesn't I, matter I don't point. think they're willing to spend an extra $25 or $50 or $100 to have me do the work versus somebody else. And I, tell, I tell them that. Say, look, I don't think that price I'm charging you is going to be fair for the situation. You can get this done more cheaply, or we can do a functional repair for less money. That'll just make it hold up a little longer. That way you don't have to pay for the whole re-dye and the whole thing, and I can just be in and out. I try to, I try to tailor the situation to what they need. So, right. And I try to feel them out. You can tell when people are price shopping and the only thing that's important to them is price. Then I sell my quality. Right. Above anything else. Not the reputation, the quality. Okay. So, all your competitors said it was, you said 175 and he's at 125. I said, yeah, I understand. And uh, I've seen his work before. I've had to actually go and do some repair over the top of it. Um, but he does offer a lower price. And I tend to focus more on the quality okay. rather than the price. I don't cut corners, and I, I spend as long as I need to make sure that I'm getting the best result possible for you. I'm not rushing off to the next job, trying to pocket the next $125. So if price is really that important to you, I encourage you to hire him instead. Cool. And what's generally the response? If they really do only care about price, they'll say, I appreciate your honesty. Thank you so much. Or if they're on the fence and they realize that, oh, maybe, maybe having a better job done once rather than two copy jobs it. done in, in a row, <laughs> then they'll, they'll, they'll come over to me. Good for you. Good. But at least you've clearly explained it and you're holding your line to a certain degree. And, you know, I, I think that that's important. So. Honesty, <clears throat> honesty is always the best policy. Absolutely. If anything, I give them more information than they probably wanted. Mm -hmm. But at the end, they always thank me for my integrity and my honesty because they know I'm not going to sell them a load of hay. Right. I will always give them the straight story. And if that means someone else gets the job, that means someone else gets the job. I think those are good parting words. <laughs> Thanks again for your time. Of course. Yeah. Always good to see you too. Same. Yeah. Right on. Thanks, Jesse.